Hey friends, if you struggle to find time to read the Bible, or maybe like me, you do devotions in the morning, but then you could use a little more scripture in your day, I want to make sure you know about the Dwell Bible app. What makes Dwell so special is that they read the Bible to you, and you can choose from all different books of the Bible, different plans. They even have Dwell Daily, which is a daily devotional. And what really sets Dwell apart is that they have a variety of voices. You can have read the Bible to you. Over time, I've listened to Rosie the most. She is soft and relaxed and makes you feel like you're sitting by a fireside being read to. I also love Amber's voice. It's comforting and eloquent. So good. And then you can also choose what you want in the background, whether it's music or white noise. I love hearing the piano being played while I listen to the Bible being read to me. Pretty special. Dwell has something for everyone, men, women, and even children. So go over to dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson to receive your 25% discount today. Again, that's dwellbible.com forward slash Monica Swanson for your 25% discount. I know you're going to love it. So check it out. Let me know what you think. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast with my mom, Monica Swanson. On the Boy Mom Podcast, it is our goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcasts. We're so glad you're here. And so when I talk about this idea of friendship and, you know, Proverbs twenty seven seventeen. It takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade. And so one person sharpens the character of another. And so, you know, really just looking at like, are these people that my sons are hanging with, are they sharpening his character? And if not, how can we help our boys discern some questions they can ask? Hey friends, you're listening to the voice of Krista Gilbert who joins me today to talk about teenage boys, the joys and challenges of raising teenage boys. This is part of the series I've been doing this summer, celebrating the different stages of raising boys. And this is one of my very favorites. Krista is a author, speaker, and mom to four kids, three, which happen to be teenage boys right now. So she's the perfect person for this conversation. And wow, we cover a lot today. We talk about friendships. We talk about dating. We go into substance abuse, identity. This is a packed conversation. And I just loved everything that Krista shared. She's got a lot of wisdom and definitely a lot of experience. So I think you're going to enjoy this. Now, whether you have little kids or maybe a teenager right right now. I think this will offer you some encouragement, some hope, some things to think about as your kids are growing up. You might just tuck away some of this for later, but I really enjoyed this conversation. I'm so excited to share it with you. Now, before I dive into our conversation, I want to thank you again so much for your ratings and reviews over on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. And I thought I would share a recent uh, review with you. It's been a while since I've done this, and this was just a super encouraging one um, left by LME217. And just so you know, sometimes the names that are assigned to these reviews are funny or hard to understand. So you're always welcome, if you want me to name you, to put your name in your re- review as well. But it's LME217. ME217 titled it so inspiring gave me five stars thank you and she wrote I am so thankful I found Monica's podcast and book she covers all the boy mom topics that keep me up at night wondering if I'm doing this right she has so much wisdom and her relationship with God inspires me to seek him more thank you Monica for all the work and time you put into this podcast and your book you thoroughly cover so many questions that I have as a boy mom and almost all of it is wisdom that I can use with my daughter as well Yay. You're impacting so many lives and I'm thankful to be one of them. LME217. Thank you. That made my day. That is such an encouragement to me. And guys, I just want to remind you that I do read every rating and review and they mean so much to me. They're just a way to encourage me. These things take a lot of work. And so it's really a blessing. Also, ratings and reviews are kind of how this podcast gets found by more people. I don't understand how the algorithm works, but the more ratings and reviews, the more eyes um, see that this podcast is out there when people are searching. So thank you for helping me in that way. 
I also loved in that review that she mentioned my book, and I thought I should give a reminder. Some of you I know are new to this podcast, and you may not be familiar yet with my book, Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. But I just want to tell you, if you like the subjects that we cover here on the podcast, if you um, have gotten some encouragement and practical advice from this podcast, then I think you'll definitely enjoy Boy Mom. I cover the 12 things your son needs most from you. It's packed with wisdom, lots of stories. Lots of research went into that book, and there are practical um, resources at the end of every chapter. So definitely get your hands on that book. It's on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. So I hope that you can check that out as well. Okay, guys, Krista and I cover a whole lot today, so you might want to grab pen and paper and take some notes, but if you're out walking or driving, no worries. I will have links to everything we talk about in show notes, which can always be found at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast look for episode number 69 and I'll just jot some notes from our conversation and link to anything we talked about. So without further ado, join Krista and I as we chat about teenage boys, the joys, the challenges and everything in between. I hope you enjoy. Hey Krista, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Hi Monica, it's so good to be with you. It is so good. I've been excited to get to chat with you about this topic. Before we dive in, I would love for you to just tell everyone who you are about your family and what you do. Do you mind a quick introduction? Yeah. So I live in the Pacific Northwest with my husband and four kids. And Mm -hmm. I'm a mom and a wife first. That really is Mm -hmm. the thing that I do the most. Mm-hmm. Um, and I put most of my energy into, but I also write and speak and I'm a home coach and a home coach is just life coaching with an emphasis on the home. So mm-hmm. those are a few things that I do as well. And the ages of your kids. So I've got three boys ages, mm-hmm. um, 13, 17 and mm-hmm. 18. And then I've mm-hmm. got a daughter who is age 21. All right. So she came first. Yep. And does she boss them all around a little bit? Oh my gosh. (laughs) She's been bossing them since the day they came out of the womb. So yeah, she's so, I mean, she's just a total firstborn in that way. And it's actually the sweetest thing though, because she is so amazing with her brothers. Mm. So it's really Mm. precious. And has she been around for the whole quarantine? Have they all been home? You know, we had to emergently get her home from Spain where she was studying abroad, which was not easy. It was not easy at Mm. all. Um, And so she was home for about a month. And then Mm -hmm. she actually went back to the university where she goes and um, they, she and her seven roommates have oh a goodness. house there. And so <laughs> what a they, scene. yeah, so they went ahead and moved in back in together so they could feel like they were still in school, even though they weren't. Mm. Oh, I love that. Well, good, mm-hmm. good, good. And a little backstory. I got to meet your son before I met you, right? Oh my gosh. That was <laughs> yes. so great. That was so great. So your oldest son yep. is 18. It was, um, at Westmont College the same weekend I was there with Jonah. A lot of listeners will remember that I went over to Santa Barbara with Jonah for a little weekend to check out Westmont. And um, and I guess you and I were messaging. We were voxing or something. And you sent a picture of your son. And I <laughs> seriously spotted him in a crowd. And he must have thought I was the biggest weirdo because I was like, hi, <laughs> I told your mom I would meet you. And he kind of stared at me. He's got beautiful eyes, by the way. Wow. Oh, and, that's um, so cute. Yeah, he looked at me like I was a crazy woman, but I think he was gracious. And um, anyway, he and Jonah got to meet, and that was fun. But then he is not going to be at Westmont. He chose to stay in the Pacific Northwest, right? He did. It was such a mm-hmm. hard decision. It was a really hard decision, but he's at I peace. And, and maybe it's for the best now with COVID. <laughs> I know. So that. are they, he's going to be at Whitworth, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and are they meeting in person or is it all distance? I mean, they're planning to at this point. Yeah. So we'll yeah. have to see what happens. <laughs> Same with Westmont. We're like a, getting down to about a month out and I'm like, okay, they're still saying they're going to be meeting. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. Oh, man, what a crazy time. Well, um, 
Okay, so as you know, I'm from the Pacific Northwest as well, but we're from a little bit different parts. I grew up on the Puget Sound. You're out in Spokane area, right? Yeah, yeah. So and I'm it looks more so on beautiful. the eastern side, which is a little drier and yep. is snowier. Yeah, snowier. We have longer mm. winters for oh. sure. Mm. Mm -hmm. Love it. Well, everyone's going to have to go check out Krista's website because it is absolutely gorgeous and her home coaching looks so just awesome like i need that I, i'm gonna be talking to you and just such beautiful pictures and your writing is amazing and tell tell us also about your book well it's called reclaiming home a family's guide for life love and legacy and mm -hmm. it really just features different ways that we can push against the culture mm -hmm. that really isn't supporting our families yes. very well and how we can still, even within modern culture, really lay those foundational building blocks of home that matter mm -hmm. and that yeah. really are pivotal in our kids' lives and in our lives. And yes. that we, you know, we really do want to create generational legacy. One of the things I say is that legacy is in people, not things. And so, mm -hmm. you know, how do we set up our families so that mm -hmm. we are creating generational legacy and through relationships, you know, through mm -hmm. just like God's done for us, you know, mm -hmm. that we get to do that for our families. Mm. I love it so much. I really, really love your book and it is so much my heart, the things you talk about. So I'm so glad you wrote that. And then lastly, we need to talk about the podcast because you also have an awesome podcast. Tell us about that. So it's called the Open Door Sisterhood Podcast, and it's really just about people moving forward in their lives, mm. taking, we, we say like, take that next step, do that hard thing, be a world mm. changer for good right where you are. And my co-host, Alexander Kirkendall and I mm. run mastermind retreats and mm. We've just seen the power of women coming together to cheer each other on and yeah. be on mission. You know, yeah. that each one of us is on mission. And you and I are talking about today, mm. teen boys. And, you know, yeah. we're on mission yeah. with our boys yeah. and fighting for them in this world. And, mm. you know, there's all sorts of ways that God calls us to be on mission. And so we just talk a lot about how to get unstuck or how to move mm. forward in different areas of our lives on that podcast. So fun. You guys do such a great job. Well, I'll be linking to all of that in the show notes. And I'm just so excited because obviously you've got th boys aged 13, 17, and 18. So who better to talk to about <laughs> raising teenage boys? So let's dive in. And of course, some of the people listening have, you know, maybe just a baby boy or maybe a toddler or elementary age, but we're going to hopefully cast a, uh, an honest but encouraging vision for how great it can be because I think you and I agree, teen boys are pretty great, right? Oh my gosh, they are oh, so great. I, they are. I just, it is so much fun. I am loving this stage. I am too, and I, that's why I've been so excited about this conversation. And, you know, part of my motivation for writing Boy Mom was just that general expectation I hear out there about, you know, enjoy your boys while they're young, because once they hit their teenage years, you know, it's all going to crumble and they're going to turn away from their family. And I'm like, no, it doesn't mm -hmm. have to be that way. And, and I know sometimes there are challenges and, and we'll talk about some of those, but I think you and I agree that it does not have to be all that the world tries to tell us and it can be a ton of fun. So let's dive in and Krista, tell me some of the things you love most about boys in their teenage years. Well, I love that boys are so capable in their teenage mm. years. Like mm -hmm. they are physically stronger <laughs> than you, yep. you know, yep. like yep. I have my boys doing things all the time that I cannot yes. do. So first of Me all, too. just practice. Can we just say <laughs> practically? practically like, helpful. This is awesome because we now have pack horses everywhere we go. You, know, we you are right. Them up. We have people who can dig things and who That's can right. carry heavy equipment. No, but I mean, really like practically they're really, totally. they're really helpful and capable because they yes, are and like big muscly people now. They are. And tell everyone, because you live on some land, right? You've got stuff going on there that you actually need them to do. Tell us about that. Oh, yeah. I mean, we, we are constantly um, 
whether it's, you know, digging posts for mm -hmm. a fence post, or we actually just put up string lights and we had this giant, you know, really heavy steel, you know, bars and they were doing that. Mm -hmm. um, we, Cause you're in the, they, is it country? Is that what you call where you live? Mountains? What is it? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, it's we're, on ten, we're on 10 acres. So 10 acres. Um, okay. Yeah. You got land. Yeah. We've wow. got land. And of course our boys are in charge of the, lawn care so they're wow. running the mowers and they're right so you know good. so they they do a good Aww. job um well we have to teach some of them to do a good yes job. of course <laughs> uh, but that's you know i i do love that about boys that they're so helpful and capable and then yes. you know what i see and i love this about girls too but you really see who they are when they are teenagers mm. i mean mm -hmm. i think a lot of development in the younger years is you're kind of they're figuring out who they are and mm -hmm. you're trying to figure out who they are who they're becoming and mm -hmm. once they're teenagers you really see who they are yeah. and yep. and you see their wit i mean one mm -hmm. of my sons is so smart and witty mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. he just literally has me cracking up Same. all the time because <laughs> yeah. the way he like puts things is just so clever uh -huh. and funny and I, I mean I just literally delight like I can yes. say I literally delight Aww. in different parts of who my boys are I love and that. um and then I would just say the other thing is just that really sweet relationship that a mom has with her sons. And yeah. because I've raised a daughter and granted, I realize that not all daughters are the same, just like not all sons are the same. So we're mm -hmm. going to say some things today that is not yeah. the experience of someone else. Right. And I get that mm -hmm. every child is an individual before, mm -hmm. you know, before anything else. But yes, I will say with the female, to female dynamic, there are times in parenting girls when you are rubbing hard mm. against that dynamic okay i mean there is a tension there a power struggle oh yeah maybe grudge holding mm, <laughs> you know sure. it can go on for a few days i mean <laughs> yeah. you know i mean it is there are I some can years where that is hard whereas with boys oh, that has wow. just and i again i know every child is different but that has not been my experience oh. with boys i just there really is never that power struggle. Um, uh, and also I just, they don't, my, at least my boys don't hold grudges. So no. we can, they can be upset with me. And then literally <laughs> five minutes later, they're like, Hey mom, what's for dinner? <laughs> totally. I'm like, they've totally, totally moved on. And I'm like, yeah, this is so different. Parenting a girl. So anyway, is, those are just a few things. Is. What about you, Monica? What do you yeah. love about parenting boys? Oh, I am just grinning ear to ear listening to you because I resonate with all of that so much. Um, and though I don't have the daughter to compare to, I just agree that the sense of humor and that just tender relationship and, you know, they're, they're moving from boy to man. And so it's mm -hmm. kind of like, I think that they feel free in the home to kind of hold on to that sweet relationship that they had when they were young, even as they're emerging into manhood. So I have just loved that. And I was just telling my family last night that, um, I had an email from somebody who has younger kids and younger sons, and she was asking, you know, how, what are some ways that you connect with your sons? Because they seem to connect with dad a little bit more in those elementary, later elementary years. And I was saying how much I appreciate that though there's some things we've done, I mean, and we're going to get to some of those, but in their early years, we, you know, I played games and I read and of course, homeschooling, I spend time with them, but just doing the things that a mom typically does and not all moms do, but I love to cook and I love to take care of them. And I, you know, do most of their laundry though. We're working on that. But the point <laughs> being, once they hit those teenage years, my 18 or now, I guess he just turned 19 and just turned 21 year olds they actually really appreciate like the meals, mm -hmm. the things that when they're young, you think that they're not appreciating, but now they look at me and they're like, mom, thank you for that dinner. Like they know that that's a big deal because they're hungry and they need good food. And when totally. I'm not around, they don't get much of it. And so it's kind of like <laughs> this sweetness as they're growing into themselves of like, wow, mom does a lot. Like, thanks mm -hmm. mom. So I think there's a few years where I wanted to tell this mom and I'm going to email her back and just say, 
you might not feel like he's appreciating you so much, like it's all about dad, but just trust me, you keep doing what you do. Mm -hmm. And as he grows up, he's going to be like, wow, mom, thank you. So I just love that appreciation that's growing more and more as my boys become young men and they just see me for maybe a little bit more who I am. And um, so it's just a sweet relationship and yep, sense of humor, all of those things. And this kind of leads us to the next thing I wanted to talk about, which is friendships, which is a really fun part of the teenage years. So let's talk about boys and their friendships. Well, you know, I've just really seen in my kids' lives that their friendships to a large degree determine Mm -hmm. a large part of who they're becoming. Mm -hmm. And so... You know, you hear people say that all the time. I don't think this is a new concept to anyone. Mm. I think we often hear, you know, the five people that you keep yes. close as your closest friends, you will start to look like them. Amen. And so, you know, who are you spending time with? And totally. um, I really love Proverbs thirteen twenty from mm-hmm. the Passion Version. And it says, if you want to grow in wisdom, spend time with the wise. Walk Mm -hmm. with the wicked and you'll eventually become just like them. And, you know, we don't like that word Mm -hmm. wicked. We don't like calling Mm -hmm. people wicked. You know what I'm saying? Like to say like, oh, that boy who our friend, our son's hanging out with is wicked, wicked, you know? Right. But I, and so I think we can, you know, readjust that term in our own, in our own brains, but just that whole concept of, and even if we want to take the positive side of that verse, if you want to grow in wisdom, spend time with the wise. Mm-hmm. And one of the most important things we will do, help do, because we can't do it for them, but help do for our children is help them be discerning about their friendships. And, yes. and I will say, I mean, we actually even um, made a school move just for our kids to be in closer community with some um, just Christian community. And so, you know, it was, it was actually a really, I had been praying about it for a long time, like years actually. Wow. Um, And it was, I had just prayed, God, give me clarity. And then um, there was, were you able to just like, was this just a a move in the school district or how did you do this? So we moved about 45 minutes away and we specifically moved to a place where we knew that there was strong Christian wow. community for our Amazing. our sons. And awesome. I will just say, and we're going to get to this in a minute, but I will just say there is a great pressure amongst young men mm-hmm. um, to be walking in ways that are really damaging. And we, we actually public school, so we are not homeschooling. So my kids are in yeah. the milieu. They are out there. Yeah. And, and I will just attest to the fact that there is, there is great pressure on boys in a way that's different than girls, having Mm -hmm. raised both a girl through those years and now raising boys through it. it, It's different. There's different Mm -hmm. pressures on each gender. And, um, so I have literally watched as, um, as my sons have been transformed by life-giving relationships. And, you know, that was something that as parents, we had to make a decision on. We prayed and prayed for clarity. We felt like actually that God did give us clarity. Mm -hmm. God did not speak to me in an audible voice, but as much as I can discern that God was telling us to be obedient and make a change. Mm -hmm. Wow. That, and then that becomes the choice, right? As parents, like, are we going to follow what we really feel like God has put on in our hearts and our minds to do. I mean, are we going to be courageous enough to actually act on it? And so we did. And, um, and it's, it's really been an interesting journey to see the transformation that healthy relationships have had on my boys. It's been quite significant actually. And so when I talk about this idea of friendship and, you know, Proverbs 27, 17, it takes a grinding wheel to sharpen a blade. And so one mm. person sharpens the character of another. And yeah. so, you know, really just looking at like, are these people that my sons are totally. hanging with, are they mm. sharpening his character? And if not, how can we help our boys discern some questions they can ask to really in their own, because again, as teenagers, we, we can't control what they do and yeah. don't do. They right. are their own person making their own decisions. Mm-hmm. And we want them to be, because these are 
you know, at this stage, they're becoming young men. They're practicing. Yeah, they're practicing and for life. Exactly. And so we want them to, to learn discernment. And so then we have to figure out how to help them be discerning about that. Oh, what about so you? Good. How have you seen that? Right, right. Well, I was going to say, you know, and so many of these things are going to vary depending on the community you live in, what your options are. You know, I'm sure some people listening think, I wish I could move for the sake of my kids, but, you know, you just can't. And I know for us living kind of out in the country, I call it country, it's not that far out, but we don't have a whole lot of options in the way of school. And certainly private schools are a long ways away. And as homeschoolers, my boys, the my oldest two boys really were put in a position in their high school years where most of their good friends from their younger years were starting to make some bad choices. And they had to make some hard calls. And it was just kind of like, well, I could hang out with them and hope to be a good influence. And I, I do talk about this both in my book and in my character training course that we'll release again this fall. But this is a huge topic in my heart. This is so, I love that you're talking about it because it's so important to me. But my older two boys, though they've always stayed plugged into the youth group and they've always had a few friends, they really did have a few years that were just lonely because yeah, totally. they just didn't have any really like-minded, like-hearted friends. So they did their best, and I always say, thank God they had each other. They always had their brothers around and their dad mm -hmm. to play with. And But they um, they did have a few years where they it was kind of like either they would compromise and hang out with kids that were really getting into trouble, or they would mostly hang out with the family. And, man, that was not easy for a couple of years. So if anyone listening is in that situation where it's like, but, you know, I mean, I've had people say to me, but isn't, isn't it better that they have some friends than no friends? And I'm like, well... Maybe, but then again, mm -hmm. if, if those friends are compromising their values, then I don't know what to say. So the good news is, is now that they're a little bit older, I can say, looking back, thank God that they made those hard choices because now they have great friendships yeah. and they'd have no regrets. And during those years that were a little bit lonely, they were, they were discovering new passions and hobbies. They were doing great in school. They were serving in the community. They were hanging out with mom and dad and we're not all that bad. Yeah. And then in time, they did discover some people. And, and some of the people they grew close to were people they wouldn't have expected to be good friends. They were people that they thought maybe were not just like them. But as they grew up, they're like, wait, we do have a lot in common. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, and then now for my third son, who just turned 16, this spring, um, he, and you know, so again, it just depends on the year and what's going on in your community, but he happens to have a bigger handful of good buddies who are making good choices and just to see him surround. And he's my most social of them all. So it's been really neat for me to get to experience that, you know, to see one of my kids at least having a ton of fun with great friends who are doing good things together. And so, you know, I think it is just another case of every kid is in a different situation and you have to parent them individually and coach them and mentor them and encourage them to make good choices. But, um, but I love that, um, that we get to play that role where we're not going to control them. We can't control their choices, but we can coach them in this. And, um, you mentioned some questions that we can help our kids ask about friendships. Would you share some of those with everyone? Sure. So I, this is just, I mean, you know, these are five questions that you could even just ask one question really sure. as they're discerning, but does this person bring life? So mm. in their speech, in their actions, yep. you know, do they bring life? Mm. Do I like who I am with this person? That's yes. a huge one. I mean, huge. is this person bringing out the best in your Amen. son or not? Mm -hmm. Is this person respectful and kind to others? Mm -hmm. um, you know, that's just huge. You could even yeah. watch how does this person treat the siblings in the house? I mean, yep. that's a huge indicator, you know, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. do I feel like this person gives me dignity and honor? Yes. And then do I like what I'm learning from this person? Yeah. So those yeah. are just five questions. Um, you know, I also wanted to say about this topic of friendship, just this idea of sacrifice as parents. Mm. And it's not something we think about very much, but to nurture really good, solid friendships in our, to help our kids with that, there may be sacrifice involved on our part. And, you know, for my husband and I, um, we definitely took that route when we made uh, this big change as a family mm -hmm. and my husband's now commuting, which that's a huge sacrifice for him. Yeah. 
Um, but I'll also say that sometimes it doesn't come in the form like that, but it comes more in the form of we have to sacrifice family time um, for them to hang out with really great people. We may have to put really intentional effort. I mean, we just had a family that visited us for five days and they are so dear to us, but they like moved mountains to make time for mm. our families to be together. And one of the yeah. reasons that the mom and dad talk about is just, they want their kids to have those friendships with our kids. Yep. So, I mean, so they had to really sacrifice in, yeah. you know, both the work schedules and in time. And I mean, gosh, in this time of COVID, it's hard. And then also, you know, we may have to sacrifice resources. I mean, it's not right. cheap to feed people. And yet, no. if you yes. want boys to come, mm -hmm. you better mm -hmm. start feeding them. Yeah, you know, You're because so right. that is a, it is real. It's like a real yeah. thing. Teenage it boys is. love food. Yes. And that's a real <laughs> gathering, you know, common denominator point for boys. And yeah. so your budget, you may have to sacrifice on something else so that your budget allows for more food in the house so that they actually, you know, come over and want to hang out and have that, those memories, you know? And so, oh, so true. I, I think it's just this idea of, we don't often think about that as being a thing with friendships, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. but it is, we have to share our it space. Is. We have to get comfortable yes. with lots of people being in our house. And maybe we're not wanting people in our house that day. That's right. But if those are good people for our boys to be mm -hmm. around, like, let's, let's do that. Oh, I love that. We went through a little parenting course with Paul David Tripp this spring during the quarantine. And he was talking about that. Like, forget the furniture, forget the house, like have mm -hmm. the food, have the kids, make your home a fun place mm -hmm. where everyone wants to gather. And I know for me, for my family, that can be challenging because my husband is more of an introvert and he usually comes home from the hospital with a lot of work to do on his computer. And sometimes he's not in the mood to have a bunch of kids over, but I'm like, we have to do this. It's really, really important. So yeah. yeah one of the I things I always say is the home, like people are not there to serve the home. The home is there to serve the people, right? Yes. So like oh, never so confuse those two things that mm -hmm. we, so, even if you're just not liking like all the dirty boys or, you know, sweaty and getting on all, you know I mean? <laughs> yeah, like, totally. I mean, yeah. it's just a real thing. Teenage boys take up a lot of space and they're kind of dirty, messy, like they have crumbs Loud. everywhere. And you know what I mean? <laughs> and yes. so, but it's just that whole idea of like, nope, like the home is there to serve the people. So let's not yes. confuse that and flip it the other way. Mm. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. I think you know that I could talk about teenage boys all day long. I love this topic so much, but I want to pause here real quick to thank this episode's sponsor, which is World Watch. Now, hopefully you caught last week's episode, which was all about news literacy, critical thinking, biblical discernment in our tweens and teens, and even younger kids. But I am a big fan of World Watch, which is a brand new current events program that is tailored to middle and high school students, delivering innovative 10-minute videos each weekday covering a range of topics happening across the globe. World Watch is perfect for classrooms and the home curriculum alike, which I know a lot of us are doing right now. The program is produced by Christian journalists at World News Group and offers age-appropriate current events, including everything from science and technology to arts and culture, politics, and more. Now, through August 31st, new subscribers will receive access to the program for a discounted price of $69.99 per year. So to learn more and subscribe, visit them online at worldwatch.news. Of course, I'll have links in show notes as well. So definitely check out Worldwatch. I think you're going to love what they're doing. Okay, back to my conversation with Krista. Okay, and this is going to lead us to the next topic, which is dating boys, yes. teenage boys and dating. I think we, what I love is to talk about principles because again, there's going to be so many different situations, but, um, principles of boys and dating. Can you speak to that one? I totally can on this one. <laughs> we, Yay. Have, we have had, um, you know, parents I know have all sorts of different standards and, um, perspectives mm -hmm. on this, but we have allowed our kids to date in, in their older high school years. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one of the, the things that we stand by is that for as long as this person is with us, how can we be 
all in for this person, not necessarily mm -hmm. the relationship, because maybe even mm -hmm. I'm not totally excited about how some of the things are going down in the relationship, yeah. but how can I be fully for this person? Because here is what I know. I want for however long we get this person in our lives, I want them to walk away with a sense of Christ's love. Like mm. what I experienced with that family, like I want them to think this, what I experienced with that family was different. Mm -hmm. They loved in a way that was special. And, mm -hmm. and so I don't know how much, how long that's going to be. Most likely it's not going to be that long, right? <laughs> because right. high school relationships yeah, young. normally don't last that long. <laughs> um, right. Or if they do, it's, you know, usually not, the person they're going to marry, it happens every once in a while. Sure, um, sure. But I want those people to feel deeply loved when they're with yeah. our family. That is so and um, so that's the value that I have. And then the other, the other thing that I would recommend is just that maybe you listen to some things with your son surrounding how they date someone else. And, and mm -hmm. we've been having those conversations for a long time. Mm -hmm. so we've been having them since our kids were young about just, you know, sexuality and mm -hmm. um, as they grow about dating and things. Mm -hmm. And one, someone I just love, um, have you read much of Gary Thomas? No, but I saw the mention of that book. I want to get it. So he has a whole series of books um, but he did an interview with us on the open door sisterhood podcast, mm -hmm. and it is about really helping see what healthy relationships do and don't have. Mm -hmm. And he's amazing. And in that interview, I literally recommend it to everyone who wants to have a better marital or, um, Ooh. dating relationship because he really does outline like here's, he wrote a book for couples who are thinking about getting married, who are in that age range. And so he outlines a lot of those things in this interview. But one of the things that he talks about is, and he even says, this is a little bit of a crass way to say this, but leave people better than you found them. Mm -hmm, and I think mm -hmm. giving, giving our sons the vision of like whoever you date, leave that precious soul mm -hmm better because yes. she spent time with you. hundred percent. And I love that. that is a vision that is not the norm in our culture. Can no. I just say like, no, no, that, I mean, there's usually a wake of destruction that yes. falls in oh, yes. dating relationships in totally. high school. And so to even be having this conversation, conversations with our sons of helping them to have a higher vision for that relationship. Like, mm -hmm. will that girl or that young woman walk away from the relationship with you with a stronger self-confidence mm -hmm. with, with a sense that she is loved and cared about. Now, maybe the relationship doesn't work out, you know, and that's mm -hmm. okay, but right. does she walk away better? Mm, I love that. Mm. And, and I, my boys have not dated during their high school years, the first two anyways, but my oldest son, in college had his first girlfriend and that was exactly how he approached it uh, with that attitude of you know I just I want to make her better I want to encourage her and if and and they aren't dating anymore at this time partly probably due to the quarantine but yeah but the the point is is because of that because going into it I think with that attitude it, it really gave him a perspective that changed things even when the relationship didn't continue because it was like, you know what, that was the goal that I have to keep mm -hmm. in mind. That was the goal. And so it really just gave it such a healthy, healthy vibe. And uh, I just think it was such a neat way to approach it. So even whether kids date in high school or later, teaching them that framework, I think is so huge and important. Yeah. And I think, you know, one of the things that we can do to help them with that is to not be afraid to put some boundaries and to be mm -hmm. pretty clear on what those boundaries are. Like, yes. okay, here are just the standards when we're right. for our home, you know, yes. and here yes. are here, just that communication piece of, yes. of really, here's what we expect. And, you know, be very clear about some of those again, right. Not from like a top down conversation, mm -hmm. but more of like, okay, like son, this is, 
this is really good training ground for you. You are yes. learning. And one day, treat this young woman like you want your future wife mm, to be yes. treated. You know, Absolutely. and so just really helping cast that vision and then being really practical, like, OK, so what that means today is mm -hmm. that, um, you know, we're going to you need to be home by this time. We don't want you alone in a home mm -hmm. by yourselves. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, just yeah. right. right. All the conversations you need to have. And so that would also mean that you and your spouse have to get on the same page about what right. those are. Definitely. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's such good stuff. I love it, but it can be done well. And that's what I love. And in, in our home, we haven't had a rule um, about an age or dating or not to date. It's We've always said exactly that, that this is, needs to be a conversation and just talk mm -hmm. to us as you go and let's dialogue and see where you're at and how this fits and what your motivations are. And again, there's some good questions um, that I put in boy mom, actually in my chapter on dating and relationships that you can ha ask your son some questions or ask him to reflect you know why do i want to date this person mm -hmm. um am i somebody that this person should want to date like what about me would make a good boyfriend right now and so i think just asking some mature questions can help guide that as well so i love it well there's so many more things i and i could camp on this one topic for this whole interview, but we'll move on. And um, this is another important thing I want to talk about is substance abuse with boys in the teenage years. Um, let's, let's just cover that one briefly. Yeah. I, I mean, like I mentioned before, you know, there's different pressures, pressures. for different mm. genders. Um, yep. But right now what I'm seeing in culture is there is a really strong pressure on young men to be experimenting with some pretty dangerous things. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Definitely there is an, I feel that there's another level of danger to the substances that are being offered now, as opposed to when we were in high school. Yeah. And mm -hmm. so it's, it's more dangerous and, and the substances are laced with more dangerous chemicals mm -hmm. and products. Mm -hmm. And, you know, maybe that's from recreational cocaine that kids are doing to recreational acid Mm. Um, to, you know, edibles that maybe they don't know what's in them. And mm. so, you know, that's just the reality stuff. that yeah. I do too. And yet, yeah. you know, we have to be courageous as parents. I think yes. my, my tendency is to not want to see it or, pre or pretend like it's not there. Right. I don't want to talk but about it. <laughs> it, it. But it is. And, our, and yes. what's a little bit you know, funny about that is that our kids are faced with it all the time if mm -hmm. they are in a public yeah. setting of any kind. Yes. And so for us to not be acknowledging that that's their reality is kind of just crazy. Stupid. Because yeah. right. like it is the reality. And if we don't yes. really help them through it, mm -hmm. then that's a real detriment to them. And right. we're not we're not really parenting well, you know, yes. in that way. Yeah, you're right. We need to grow. I, and mm -hmm. I don't want to say we're not parenting well. So you don't have to be like ashamed of that, but more, we just need to, that's a growth area for us. And Absolutely. so, um, you know, and, and it really has become on a lot of athletic teams, mm -hmm. the norm where, you know, maybe before at the parties, kids would be drinking alcohol that, that has changed. And now there's more of a shift, um, for a lot of these kids to be mm. involved in, in drug abuse, especially yeah. if their team and their coaches are not doing regular drug testing. And so, yeah. you know, so what do we do? I mean, that's always the question. So what do we do yes. when our team boys are faced with these kinds of things, whether we know it or not, right? And, right. and sometimes we don't know. And yeah. one, we must have the conversations. I mean, we yes. absolutely must be having must. these conversations and yes. we must be informed. So we need mm -hmm. to know what is the, what, what are the substances out there? Sure. What yeah. does it do to the brain mm -hmm. and where is it coming from? And what are the, you know, different things in our area? Cause every area kind of has its, You're right. has its yes. different things. Mm -hmm. And so for us in our area, you know, what is it? Um, and then we must take it seriously. Okay. Can and, I stop right there and ask, yeah. is, is there, do you have any way of suggesting, and again, depending on the community you're in, but what's the best way for people to start figuring that out? Like, is there somewhere you can go online to research or explore, or are you talking about just talk to friends, find out kind of in your community? 
Yeah. I mean, I think there are a lot of parenting websites that are talking mm-hmm. about some of this stuff, but I think mm-hmm. what's hard is that sometimes the people that are talking about it aren't coming from a faith perspective. Sure. And so they may have a little bit of a different viewpoint. Um, but yeah. I would say, honestly, the best way to find out what's really going on is to ask the teenagers. They know exactly what's going on in their area. They do. And um, even my homeschooled boys. (laughs) Yes, they do. I mean, it's, it's down at the beach here. It's probably different from what you see there, but um, it's, it's all around them. And somehow they do know everything. I'm like, how'd you find that out? No, they do. They do. They've got their, you know, ear to the ground. They know exactly what's going on and, and what's happening. And I would just say, um, for parents, if they are at all suspicious, if a parent is at all suspicious or concerned mm-hmm. that that's going on. So maybe you find something in one mm-hmm. of your kids' bags mm-hmm. or you see maybe they're just not acting quite normal or severely depressed. Uh, that's another indicator. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that I, I really recommend first honest conversation, but I also... Yeah really recommend backing that up with, um, some kind of drug testing. Yes. And you can even say as a parent, for example, um, Hey, I am doing this because I want you to be able to answer truthfully. When someone offers you drugs, mm. I can't, my parents drug test me. There you go. I love So, that. I mean, one, it gives kids an out Mm-hmm. And two, it provides accountability yes. for oh, your so teenager. And again, not every parent has to do this. And yeah. some parents would really disagree with me on that and say, no, like you shouldn't be drug testing your son. But I will say if you are concerned or suspicious, it's one of the quickest and easiest ways to find out for sure. Right. And it can also provide that accountability and an excuse for your child. And even that, I mean, even your teenagers will say, oh yeah, that's, that's good logic, you know, for for them to have an excuse. Um, I will say one thing I learned from reading the book, the teenage brain, Mm -hmm. which I thought was fascinating is that teenagers, when you're talking to them about things that are dangerous for them, when they are talking to you, they're in their prefrontal cortex, okay? So they are in that part of the brain that is logical, that can have thoughtful discussion. They're thinking through things. What I didn't realize in this book <laughs> really talked about was when they are in high pressure peer situations, they are yeah. not able to access their prefrontal cortex. They actually are working in the concrete brain which mm. is a game changer because okay. what that means is they're not thinking of long-term consequences. So mm. if you talk to your child and you're like, Oh yeah, my son, he is so good. He knows exactly the long-term ram- ramifications of mm-hmm. drug use. He is totally not doing it. We had the best conversation and then parents are dumbfounded. Like what were you thinking? Because we had yeah. this conversation well, according to this book, and please read the book because I'm not a neuroscientist, yeah. but, right. but according to this it. book, from what I understand, in those moments, they're not functioning from that place of the prefrontal no. cortex. And so they're not recalling all of the things sure, sure. from your fabulous parental conversation. Yeah. They <laughs> they're not thinking. Actually, yeah. yeah, they're pulling from they, the yes. concrete brain, which is like kind of, you know, the amygdala where they're like just kind of shooting from the hip. So what they mm-hmm. recommend is actually that you role play because that is a concrete Mm. um, activity. So you would actually role play a situation. And I know it sounds dumb, but I really think it works. Yeah. I think Mm -hmm. it's actually really helpful, but so you would role play like, okay, so I'm, I'm offering you, I'm, we're on the football bus and Mm -hmm. I'm offering you an edible or, you know, Mm -hmm. pretend like I'm the guy offering, um, And then you actually have your son rehearse what he's saying, because in that moment, when he is faced without you there, he can recall that concrete conversation. He just can't recall the, all the stuff from the deeper discussion. Okay. That is so good. I couldn't agree more. I love that. And, and I do agree with the brain science behind that. So we'll link to that book because I, I think that 
that's huge, huge. I mean, such a game changer. Mm -hmm. And and again, not to blame them because it's it's part of the way their brain is developing. Mm -hmm. And oh, I love that so much. And it just gives them that tool. And again, having these conversations is truly a gift to them and, mm -hmm. and giving them that accountability gives them a way out of something they probably don't want to face. Deep mm -hmm. down, they don't want to say yes. And giving them a good and easy way to say no is just, wow, what a, what a blessing that we can give our kids. So don't well, shy away from the conversations. Totally. And the other thing I just wanted to jump in and say is that if you do find that your child has been experimenting or using on a regular basis, mm -hmm. you know, my encouragement would really be to get help quickly because yes. they're still at an age where, I mean, their brains are super susceptible to drugs in the teenage years because their brains are still developing. And yeah. so it can really harm them significantly, mm -hmm. the drug use. But the upside is that their grooves aren't fully developed. And so, yes. you know, there's still a lot of hope for people. Love. So just that whole idea that, you know, let's never shame our kids. Let's just mm -hmm. be absolutely advocating for them. And, and, and just that people make mistakes yeah. and that's what it is. It's not who they are, mm -hmm. you know? And so to really like name that in your child, like this is not who you are. Yes. Here's what I see who you are. And then you start yes. speaking life and you know, just that mm. total words of life over them of this is what I see. Oh, I get emotional talking about it because too. I really, Beautiful. I just feel like we have to speak constantly over our sons, whether it's this, this issue or pornography or whatever mm. trap they have found themselves in yeah. Yeah. that we have to speak life over them and say, like you, it's okay. Like you are forgiven mm -hmm. by the blood yes. of Jesus. You are forgiven. Yes. There is grace for you and you get to move on from here. And this is going to inform your future. And God mm. will use this in your future to yes. help others. But also because whenever something draws our sons to the foot of the cross, mm. it is a gift. It's a, yes. not a gift we ask for, no. but it is a gift because it reminds yes. them that they are not God and that mm. they need a God. And yes. ultimately we have to celebrate that even if yep. we don't want the we pain do. of whatever it is. Right. Oh, that is such, such good stuff. I, I love that. And, and I think that that's why you want to keep talking to them. So you're there in that moment to speak those yeah. words. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I, I love that so much. And, and I, think that sometimes as parents we're we want to go to that place of denial where it's like well he said he just did it once or mm -hmm. he said he's not going to do it anymore and it's just easier to turn away from it and and hope for the best but I say move in in those moments move in have more conversations get that help get that accountability and they will thank you later I know totally. that so well absolutely oh Krista that is so good and and I think one of the last things we'll touch on here really relates to this which is identity and I think that that whole speaking life speaking into them we know our kids better than anyone and um, in their teenage years, identity is something that I, I really love to talk about because I just believe that best case scenario, I mean, if your kid is the most squared away kid on earth, they're still going to wrestle with their identity in their teenage years. It's hundred percent. It's part of growing up. And I think most of us, maybe all of us will continue to struggle with identity for the rest of our lives. So just being really honest and authentic, talking about that those teenage years can be really rough. Kids are going to be asking all the questions. Who am I? How do I fit in? Where do I fit in? Why do I matter? Do I matter? And I know for me, that's been one of those topics I've really tried to open up from the time I can tell that, you know, they're getting a little awkward. They're in their tweens, maybe. Totally. So let's talk about why you are important. And, and it's not about how popular you are, how many followers or likes, or if you make the team or if you get good grades, but you matter because there's a God who loves you so much mm. that he gave his life for you, that you, he created you with a plan and a purpose. And, you know, I, I share in my book that sometimes I feel like I'm saying these things over and over and you wonder if you're starting to just sound like a broken record, but I do believe that you can't say it too much. You can't speak too much life into these kids. It's true. 
And that when they hit those moments, I say, when they're lying in bed asking hard questions, they're going to hear your voice again, speaking those words of truth. And so um, talk to me a little bit more about identity from your experience with your boys. Well, I'll just one practical way that I have found to speak over them is have you ever written a declaration, Monica? Have you heard I of that? Haven't. No. So it's something I picked up from Francie Winslow. I don't know if you know Francie, mm-hmm. but um, she's amazing. And she taught me about declarations. And it really is just taking scripture and then turning it into a message for your child. So um, like saying you are a strong and courageous man of God. So that like Joshua Mm. one nine, right? So you would take like a verse like Joshua one nine, and you turn that into a sentence for your child. And you can do that um, in several areas. So this is like when I pray scripture, this is essentially what I do. Take a scripture and then put that into a prayer. But you're saying, speak it out to your child. Yeah. So, um, okay. So let me give you an example of one that I wrote for my son, Hudson. Um, I am a man of strength and integrity. I rise above those around me to think noble thoughts. I give a hundred percent effort in all that I do. I use my intellect to glorify God. My life overflows with God's Mm. love, making it easy to love others well. God's favor is on me. I am a powerful leader. I am strong and courageous. So like that's, I created one for each of them and I put it up in their room Mm. and it's all based on scripture, but I don't say like this scripture here, this scripture there. It's all based on scripture. It's not anything outside of that, but it's like, I turn it into a declaration over them. Mm. And so, so yeah, so that's one way. I'm going to do this before my boys go to college. I love, I just love this idea so much. And it really is beautiful to put up in their room and Mm -hmm. just to, I keep them in my Bible too, where I can be praying, praying those things over them. And again, maybe you don't see all these things in your son. Maybe what you're writing on the declarations are things that you know are in Mm. there but that haven't come to pass yet. And so you're actually declaring those things before God, proclaiming them before God, knowing that, you know, his good work will be completed in them. So anyway, so that's one way. Um, And then I would say providing opportunities for them to build real confidence. So Mm. confidence, like real confidence, not self-esteem, real confidence is doing and succeeding in things that they perceive as difficult. Mm-hmm. So that's how real confidence is built. And so mm-hmm. how can we provide ways for our kids to do things that they perceive as hard? Do and hard then they things. Succeed. I love yeah. this. And then they succeed yes. in them. I mean, I think yes. of your boys and surfing. I mean, every day they are doing something that's building sure. that real confidence because they're yes. always pushing, mm-hmm. right? For that mm-hmm. next level in their surfing yeah. or whatever they're doing. Yeah. And that is developing a huge confidence in them. And for my boys, it's been mountaineering. You know, we Mm. are big hiking mountain. My husband's been mountaineering since he was young. And there's something really beautiful that happens in sons when they're capable in the outdoors in any Mm -hmm. way. And so I will just say, you know, whether you are having them do farm work or they're climbing mountains or they're surfing in Hawaii, you know, that, um, just getting them outdoors doing mm-hmm. things that they can succeed in in a physical mm-hmm. way is yeah. really a beautiful way to build confidence in boys. Oh, so true. They need to do hard things and mm-hmm. overcome challenges and and do better today than they did yesterday and yeah, mm-hmm. and if you're stuck inside, I mean, my goodness, there's way they can do push-up challenges. They can totally they can build something. And mm-hmm. I mean, this does cross over to read a hard book. Let's see yes. if you can get through that. Let's let's come up mm. with some task that is a challenge and actually finish it to completion mm-hmm. and enjoy how good that feels. I couldn't agree more. That's mm-hmm. all really good stuff. And um, we've had to create some challenges for our kids, especially those who aren't as drawn to being challenged. You know, I think sometimes mm-hmm. some kids are just drawn to the challenge. Other kids, you need to create challenges for them. And mm-hmm. that is so good. Okay. I 
still have a number of things I want to talk to you about. So I'm going to put you on the spot in front of everyone listening and ask if you would come back so that we can continue (laughs) because I want to talk about things families can do with teenagers Uh because I know that that's one of those things that you know, maybe when they're little, you feel like super connected, but then they hit their teenage years and you're like, what do we even do with them? I want to talk about that. I think we could talk about pornography. There are so many teen boy topics that you and I could go on and on. (laughs) Um, Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. If you're up for that, I'll hold you to it and we'll have you back another time. Um, And because we've, yeah, we've covered quite a bit and I think that we'll have links to things. I want people to track you down and follow you. Um, But before, since this is your first time on the Boy Mom podcast, I like to ask a couple questions, um, Boy Mom questions. So if you're up for it, I'm going to throw those at you real quick before we sign off. Does that sound okay? Yeah, let's do it. Fine. Okay. First of all, we need to know what is a Boy Mom essential, something you cannot imagine raising these boys without. So we have a family whiteboard that's in our kitchen mm. and every week, now granted, I know we've been in COVID times and so <laughs> this has been a little bit different, right? but I will say this is like the tool I could not live without because I write the entire week's schedule on the whiteboard oh. for everyone to see, including my husband's schedule yeah. or mine, or like if we have something sure. on Tuesday night. And then one of the other things that I do is I put family night on it. And so Mm, they know, they know this night is set aside. They can't do anything on that night. That is family night. Um, And then I also try and put meals that I'm having so that that guesswork for me is already done. Mm, And I know what I'm doing. So that really has been a game changer for me. I need a whiteboard. I don't do that. And I could see all of the benefits totally love that. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, then they're not asking either like when is this and what's happening Tuesday, you know. Yeah. You can just oh, go, go sure. to the like, and it reduces yeah. the amount of questions you're getting asked every day. It does. And even <laughs> if you say like hey, Thursday night we're going to do something, they'll forget. So if it's mm-hmm. written, then they can't deny that they know. Oh, I totally. love that. Okay, second question. Can you think of a time in your parenting that you were just hit with the boyness of your son, something they said, did or dragged in? Share. Well, for sure, dragged in in our case. So literally at age four, my son Dawson walks into our living room carrying a baby deer <laughs> who had been a born baby deer. not that long ago. Oh, my Where the goodness. mama was, I have no idea. But literally, you are kidding me. He's okay, like, this wins a prize. I found this wins. deer. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, yeah, that Did poor you... little baby. Oh, that is sweet. It must have been tiny if a four-year-old could carry it. Yes, oh. it was really little. And little. yeah, I mean, that's oh, just... I like, want a baby no deer. my daughter would have picked it up and brought it no. in house, But that's sure right. enough, picked it up I and love brought it, it in. <laughs> oh, that is so good. Oh, my goodness. Boys. And they just know. They just do that. Mm-hmm. No hesitation. They just do that. Okay. So good. I, that one wins. So, um, all right. And then we'll wrap up with, um, asking you if you could think back all those years ago to when you were just starting off on this parenting and raising boys, if you could speak some wisdom into a younger Krista, is there a word of wisdom you would give that maybe would benefit some of the younger moms listening? Yeah. I don't know if there was a time in my life I was harder on myself than in my young parenting years. Mm. I was so hard on myself. Every mm-hmm. failure of my children, which was multiple like times an hour, <laughs> sure. of course. was somehow a reflection of my parenting. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like the arrow was always pointing back to me as a, oh, mm-hmm. that must mean you're a bad parent. That must mean yep. you're not doing enough of fill in the blank or, you know, yep. whatever. And, and I just, it was exhausting. And I didn't even realize how much that narrative was playing through my brain mm-hmm. And it was really damaging to myself and then also damaging to my poor kids, you know, who Mm. I was disappointed in because really I was disappointed in myself. Right. And so, Mm. um, I I just think that was a really tough, a tough season for me of just realizing Mm. how much pressure I was putting on myself Mm -hmm. as a parent to be a perfect parent. And yeah. 
One of the things I say a lot because I believe it so deeply and was born out of that season is that the goal was never perfection, but deep love. And mm-hmm. so, you know, if at the end of the day, I can say I loved deeply and that mm-hmm. comes from our family verse in first Peter four, eight through 11, it says above all love each other deeply. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just that that is the goal. The goal is to love each other deeply. And so Mm -hmm. the goal is not perfection. And when I can say that and really believe that, then it takes the pressure off and I can Mm -hmm. stop trying to be a perfect parent and just be a parent that really loves well. And so Mm -hmm. what does that look like to love well? Well, it means instead of worrying and being like super fearful, I can turn those into prayers and write prayers out for my kids. I can trust God more and declare that trust more. I can trust his equipping more, right? Because Mm -hmm. God has not given me my children ill-equipped. Like he has equipped me for this role and I can do the hard things that are now and also that will come in the future. And Mm -hmm. I just need to trust that God has laid that foundation for for me spiritually in my own Mm -hmm. time with him to be able to weather hard things. And also in the foundation he's laid for us as a family through all those millions of snowflakes, right. That have Mm. fallen through different actions and words and traditions and right. All the things that build up into this big snowball that is, you know, the sum total of everything we've done in our parenting. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. you know, that, that, that makes a difference and that builds on itself. And so just to trust that more that those would, that would be my main word of wisdom mm. for young Oh, that is, that is so good for young parents and parents. I'm, I'm <laughs> taking that right now. I'm running yeah. with that one. Mm-hmm. Oh, so good. So good. Thank you for that wisdom. Okay. Well, if people want to track you down and find you online or on social media right now, where, the, where can they find you, Krista? KristaGilbert.com is the best place for all the things. Mm, beautiful site. Okay. And that's your, they'll be able to find Instagram and all that on your website, right? Yep. Mm -hmm. Okay. Terrific. Well, I can't thank you enough for just taking the time to share your heart for these teenage boys, to share some stories. This has been really, really fun and encouraging for me. And I think everyone else will agree. So thank you, Krista. Well, thanks so much, Monica, for the work that you do. I just, so important that we're raising these young men in a way that, is is really putting out into the world just these men of integrity that our world mm-hmm. needs so desperately. So thank you for all the work that you do to make that happen, mm. to, to help moms, to encourage moms, to help make that a reality. Oh, it is my honor. And um, I'll just say until we get you back on here next time. <laughs> Aloha. Okay. Thanks, friend. You betcha. Take care. All right, guys. I hope that gave you some great encouragement, some things to think about, some conversations to have with your son, whatever age he is, maybe good conversations to have with your spouse so that you can kind of be on the same page as you prepare for those teenage years. But I really appreciated everything that Krista shared. And again, do check the show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast episode number 69 um, to grab links to all the things that she mentioned. And I summarized some of the notes from our talk over there as well. And now before I sign off, I just want to thank our end of show sponsor, which is Surface Sunscreen. It's been such a fun summer sharing Surface with all of you. And I've heard from so many of you who have fallen in love with Surface and say it's your new go-to sunscreen. Um, There is still 20% off offer for anyone who goes over to surfacesunscreen.com and use code BOYMOM to order anything off their site. You will get a nice 20% discount. Also, We have one more end of summer bundle giveaway from Surface. All you have to do is leave a comment in the show notes and I'll be choosing one winner from all the comments in August. It's so easy, you guys. I have a simple question over in show notes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. Leave a response to that question and you're entered to win a beautiful bundle. They're being so generous, giving away um, everything from their zinc sunscreen to their tropics fragrant sheer sunscreens, their lip balms. You guys, they have great stuff. You don't want to miss. So leave a comment. You'll be entered to win the end of August bundle giveaway. Okay, guys, thank you so much for being here, for being a part of this podcast community, for spreading the word about this podcast. We have amazing topics coming up this uh, early fall that you don't want to miss. So spread the word. Thanks for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, aloha. Aloha.